from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Matt Dixon, good morning. A threat to women on the subway has been removed. And a dead guy also. Plus, we'll have the latest on the Janine Camerata murder. That's those murder charges there uh, on a couple of people. Uh, but first, hey, uh, news horror, Mandy Statmiller. Hey, how you doing, Mandy? I'm amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, me too. It's 53 degrees outside, and uh, today the high is going to be around 76. That's from meteorologist me looking oh. at the... <laughs> You're my favorite meteorologist. It is beautiful outside. I don't know you haven't been out yet, but it is gorgeous. I feel so much happier than the weather when the weather is like this. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. everybody does. You know, the, our neighbor was uh, commenting on that just yesterday. It's like, have you, have you noticed how much nicer everybody is? People have a smile on their face. That's you, an excellent impression you, of him. Yeah, and you do impressions like that of, you know, the way they have those dudes on the boardwalk who do the caricatures. Mm-hmm. You should do that for just people walking by. You yeah. should do an impression. Talk to them for a minute and then just start mocking them. Yeah. Well, you could do their their voice answering machine <laughs> message or something. What do people... Like? I might sound just like them and then they'd be like, well, we big deal. But you still can't do me. You still can't do me. Oh, that was pretty good. Nobody can do you. You're inimitable. Uh, Janine Camerata, the 37-year-old first grade teacher who disappeared last Saturday night less than 48 hours after telling her estranged husband she wanted a divorce. Uh you know she's dead. Her remains found in a Staten Island storage facility this past Thursday, charred and unrecognizable, required dental records for identification. It is her for sure. And now 42-year-old Michael Camerata, who apparently wasn't quite ready to let go of the marriage, is charged with murder. And so is his girlfriend and alleged accomplice, 41-year-old Kangi Aisha Ejia. That's her name. She looks like just like a fat white girl, you know? So it's like a really... You know, just a big, you know, honking uh, white woman. Fat shaming is not necessary for humor. Uh, you don't think so? Nope. Well, sometimes it's it's never necessary. No. Sometimes it helps. It's not about her fat anyway. She's a murderer and she's pregnant. She's killing for two. You didn't have to say honking. Prosecutors no. say uh, the two of them killed Janine Camerata together uh, before burning the body, which was left inside a Shaolin storage unit. Ajia, the mother of, of one of... Uh, She's the mother of one of Janine Camerata's students, this woman. Depressing. Uh, and she was hired two years ago by the Camerata's as a babysitter as uh, Janine worked several jobs. And uh, there was a need of someone to occasionally watch the kids. Uh, Ajia and Michael Camerata began messing around behind Janine's back. Wow. But according to Janine's... I've, I've seen that porno clip, by the way. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I don't think you have. But if, if only it existed... No one would watch it because yeah. she's fat and honking. She's a honky. She's a fat honky. Right. She's a honking honky is yeah. what you're saying. But according to Janine's close friend. Slur upon slur. Do you know Jessica Pobega? We discussed her. She We quoted her last week. Uh, Janine actually set up Mike and Aisha because she wanted Mike to be occupied and leave her alone. Uh, Pobega added, well, uh, she actually introduced them in the hopes that Mike would stop stalking her. But he did not. Here is... There's a guy who is busy. Here's my advice to women who have affairs with married men. Listen up closely, almost all women. Okay, you need to make sure that he's only a dirtbag 
and not a psycho. Because my, my feeling is that this woman was probably called after he struck her angrily. She fell. She died. They needed to cover it up or something like that. But mm. so often, I mean, I haven't followed that case that I referenced, the, the big one that everyone is obsessed with that I should probably figure out the name of where the guy oh right the way, yeah, your, yeah your obsession only extends to like <laughs> <laughs> this show basically where it doesn't really apply right yeah uh, that is is that what happened in but, that case well, well so the he had a mistress a girlfriend or something okay this is something in San Diego sidebar yeah, ignore but this my, but my point being that a lot of times you see in crime you see the mistress or the girlfriend mm-hmm. somehow implicated and what I'm saying is oh it's, you think she's just somehow implicated here well, no. I mean, why, she might the be the ringleader. I don't why know. Why the presumption of innocence on this woman? I'm I mean, just saying she's it's already like fool- fooling around with a married man. First of all, she's the babysitter. Marijuana leads to crack. Uh huh. I'm saying if you're gonna I cheat, I see this woman's back leads to her crack. I'm just saying if you're gonna cheat, make Which sure you, you don't all, make sure you don't also murder. No, okay. you're not necessarily gonna cheat. No, that's what she's calling you, ladies, a cheater. Uh, Podega added, like I said, that that she was, uh, and she introduced them in the hopes that they would hook up. Yeah, because her, I mean, what? And, a- and, and stop. I mean, like that—that's how badly she wanted to get away from this guy. She introduced him to, you know, a, a mother of, and really, it was a—you would think it would be a long shot. I mean, she must have just been like, this woman is a whore. You know, she must have made that deduction, you know, that just like this woman's going to make it so easy he can't avoid it. Right. Because like she's, you know, not a looker is what I'm trying to say. She's not that fat. She's not like, I don't know what she weighs. She probably weighs 250 or something. And she's not huge. And she is pregnant. So you got to cut her some slack. It's her sixth kid. Does the murder... 41 years old. She's, the, are you fat shaming the murdered woman in all of this? No, the murderer. Okay, okay, okay. No. I just want to make sure. Well, no, no. Janine only to... had three kids, and, and one of them didn't even live with them. Okay, here's a little fun fact about me. Fun fact about you, great. I'm not good with names in these stories. I need to have a picture painted. Like, if you spent a couple of Okay, paragraphs... so given the high weight of, of the other woman... No, I need she's a little four story. Eleven. I said 4'11", 120, over and over and over again. That's not a story. Okay, oh, I see. Yeah, I'm saying... Isn't there a whole kind of a story going on you here, You know though? all the... No, I'm saying, you know all those leads that we make fun of that uh-huh. are like the New York Times, like... The Jose, moment Jose, you stop talking, I'm reading the story Jose somewhere. Ramos scooped the corn into his small bowl that he had saved for his grandmama. That was seconded by Camarado's fellow <laughs> teacher and landlord, Jose Perez. She told me that Aisha was babysitting their kids and she found out they were having a relationship, Perez said. She was trying to get rid of Mike, Perez added. She thought if he kept busy with her, Aegea, he wouldn't be stalking her, but he continued stalking her. So he was stalking his wife while fucking around on her with the babysitter. Unreal. This guy can't have a job. He's, he's a, a postal he, worker, but I mean, God damn. Yeah, he's a psychopath. That's a guy who had, he was driven to, to make sure. <laughs> why would you Why would you also stalk the wife? After Janine found out about the affair, according to the New York Post, Aegea promptly moved into the marital bed, shunting the first grade teacher into a spare room and bringing in her own brood of five kids to live with the camaradas, now three-year-old daughter and seven-year-old son, Perez said. So we've got seven kids and three adults living in one forgotten borough home. 
and 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 not the best of situations either. You, you have to think that that was not a comfortable way to go. On a scale of one to Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch being ten, what do you think their happiness level so, was? Well, here's a story of a dead lady, right? And uh, dark comedy. Yeah, it's it, well, that's what it's. It's like she did. She, she did, and maybe I don't think killing her had anything to do with that because this was, like I said, 48 hours after they served the divorce papers. Aegea edged Janine out of the uh, Highland Boulevard house altogether. Perez, who worked with Janine uh, as a pre-K teacher at Staten Island's PS18, so this guy's a landlord slash teacher, pre-K, offered her an apartment. This guy offered her an apartment on Casty Place, and that's her address when she was murdered. She was murdered at that place. So after the straying husband and Aegea moved all the kids out to the Rockaways, Janine put her own name on the home's lease and got stuck footing the rent because he had ruined her credit without paying the rent, uh, according to Perez. He said that to Michael. I even told Janine, she's after your money. She wants to be you now. She was a food stamp recipient, and at the same time, she's trying to get your money. She's trying to become you. Janine even bought the two a van so they could take the kids from the Rockaways to PS18. She bought them a van. She was paying for everything, man, Perez said to Janine. And Aegea would taunt Janine by stealing the show at the school parents, the school's parents' functions and career days. A tray of cupcakes in hand and Michael on her arm. That's what it says? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm reading the New York Post verbatim right now. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to steal the show. Yeah, career but that, day. But that, that's, I'm a babysitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm banging this guy. Well, that's a. I mean, they you have, might know him as your teacher's husband. They have that in quotes, right? Or they have that attributed to someone. No, that's a very funny thing to write out as fact. A tray of cupcakes in hand and Michael on her arm. That w- that that is such a steal the show is such an objective thing to say. Do you mean a subjective thing to say? What did I say? You said objective. Right. Yeah. Uh, It is such a subjective. It's an argument. It's just a strange little detail to present that as fact, but whatever. Anyway. Uh, The boy started calling Aisha mother. Oh, that's dark. And Janine was horrified because it was like she was trying to take over. She was manipulative. Well, you don't expect the babysitter who's fucking your husband to be manipulative. But there you go. I used to call Yisha the pie lady. This is Jose. Uh, Jose Perez, the, the landlord slash pre-K teacher at the same school. Because she used to bring pie. And I even told Mike, you went out with the pie lady? This is ridiculous. She wasn't all that good looking. And I was like, you downgraded? What the hell's wrong with you? These are some dark quotes. When Janine filed for divorce. See, I mean, all this, like, who's shaming? You know what I mean? Like, this is this is... Apparently, she is just not an attractive woman compared to the dead lady, Janine. Of course, she's unrecognizable and charred now. I think they're both fallen, broken angels. <laughs> God. All of God's creatures. I just don't understand why you say things like that. Are this woman murdered the other one. I mean, you know, she's having her sixth fucking kid, too. I just think that's a lot of kids to have. The dead one was pregnant, you're saying? No. Oh, the babysitter is having the sixth yes. kid. Yes. See, I have trouble Could keeping these people apart. I do. I need to be told a little story. I'm like t- narrative I, I, journalism. Okay. I'm just stupid. When Janine filed for divorce and took Michael to court for custody of kids. Six kids is a lot. Yeah, but it was only two kids. 
because she was she's not remember. Okay, Janine was a mother of two with Michael Camerata. Okay, they were married. And then they were going to get divorced. Okay. And she took him to court for custody of the kids. Okay. He was enraged. Yeah. Perez said. And Janine, the mother of two, married to Michael Camerata. He said, well, she would cry all the time. She would cry to me and I'd say, stay strong. We're going to work this out. Mm -hmm. She was living in hell. Mm -hmm. Janine wrote her will days before her murder. Janine's the one who got murdered, who was married to Michael Camerata. that helps. Married to him, and he was banging this other woman, Aegea. Aegea, yeah. Yeah, that's her last name. Yeah, got it. Is she the bad guy? Is she? She's a fallen angel. Well, we're all fallen angels. So we're all bad guys? We're all bad guys, and we're all good guys. Saying that if anything happened to her in her will, her two kids with Camerata will be raised by her sister. Hmm. So... That's where it all stands right now. I've had multiple friends. They're do, both being do, held without bail. Do living wills with me via text. Do you, do you think that would hold up? They're like, if I die. It depends. What yeah. do you get? Just, you know, giving it to someone. I'm going to do a living will wait, on this podcast. A, wait, what do you mean it's you a living will? You get everything if that's I die. Not, that's not what a living will is, babe. Oh, what is a living will? A living will is like, if I can't breathe, turn me the fuck off. I don't want to be on a respirator. That's a living will? Yeah. Oh. A living will is the thing that specifies how far they're supposed to go to save you. Okay, well, I want to be saved. It's a will that kicks the... in before you die. And explains That's like a DNR why... or a, well, whatever, anyway. It's known as a living will. It is? A regular will. Uh-huh. Your last will and testament. That's the one that says what you get. Well, here's how I feel. Is you get everything from me if I die. Well, I already do. I'm your husband. Well, couldn't my parents contest no. it or something? No, they have no claim on anything you okay, own. I, don't I own li- what I don't, you own. I don't like being told if what to do. If I murder you right now, all your stuff is mine. I don't like being told what to do. You no longer get everything. Well, you can't just say that. It's a legal deal. Well, I'm going to send a text. It's still not a legal deal. Okay. So thank you for all the stuff. Thanks I for presume. going along with the bit, Mr. Serious. Well, I mean, you know. My hilarious comedy. You got to make it real. Comedy's a lot funnier when it has some basis in reality. Female strap hangers can ride an increment of comfortability more comfortably on New York City subways because a man authorities call a threat to women in the subway stations was arrested during rush hour Friday and arraigned over the weekend. That's right. He rubbed his groin against someone on a Manhattan Express train. Friday around 9 a.m. His name is Mudahar Elashishi. That's what, he, that's what he says to the women, and when they wouldn't Mudahar, he then he pretend, violated them. I think he just pretends to sneeze, you know. Elashishi! If anyone did that to me, I would knee them in the fucking groin. Everybody says that. I would. But. No, 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 I would. It's not always the best thing to do. Well, not if he had, um, not if he had psycho evil eyes. Oh, his eyes. You know what I mean? You can kind of get a sense of evil about someone. When he's rubbing his groin into your ass, you're going to turn around over your shoulder and look into his eyes? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Mudahar Elohishi, 33, charged with forcible touching on a train and uh, sexual abuse in the third degree in Manhattan Criminal Court after police busted him for allegedly grinding against a woman on the subway, according to prosecutors. Now, Elohishi was on the northbound express train from Union Square around 9... 
on Friday was observed rubbing against a fellow strap hanger, rubbing against her, rubbing up against her. I mean, that happens sometimes. And, uh, and it isn't this though, you know, it's possible to like, I, I, I managed to keep my groin away from women, you know, no problem, but you know, I can see situations you ever see like, uh, in the subways and it's, it's so crowded that you do have to be against people. I'm always really, really, I've got my hands up in some way. I have both hands on my phone and shit. I don't want to be accused of anything. I mean, there's who knows what's wandering around down there. And I got this gigantic cock too, so really, you gotta really watch it. Have you have you had a uh, woman ever violate you like that? Um, no, I don't think I can remember that happening with any uh, with a woman or a man violating me. Have you ever had a, a woman make a pass at you where it was? Because I've talked to a couple guy friends who made a pass at me. Where I was uncomfortable with it or something? Well, just like where you say we're dating someone and someone else couldn't take the hint and like touched your dick and it felt mm. weird. And... Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> That's a regular thing. What? I mean, you don't know how these women are these days. Shut up. Most of them cannot take a hint. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm for real. They're like... They get really aggressive. I want a list. I can't give you a list. They're strangers. Shut up. Name a coffee shop between here and Midtown. You are so all up and down. Fantastic. Seventh Avenue. I, okay. I've been hit all on right. by these bitches. Mm-hmm. I have romantic moments on the train. Ew! Stop. No, I, I don't have it. it, it yeah, I, I didn't. Have some it. woman ask you if you wanted to get a coffee. You told me some story about. Having a conversation and some filthy whore asked you if you wanted to get a coffee or something. I think it was like a year ago. There was a woman who asked me if uh, she basically invited me to fly down to or or to. Yeah, basically, it sounded like she was going to travel down to like uh, Louisiana or some shit or Alabama. And she was basically inviting me to go. What? Yeah, she was like telling me all about it, and just with this like you know a lot of eye contact. She and sounds shit. crazy. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh, absolutely, she was crazy. And then Jesus. there was one who told me that I was like uh, some kind of a stern, fucking, you know, mean, sadistic guy, and, and and gave me her card and wanted to hang out. What? She just told me that I was that. That's insane. You're like this guy who's like always like. Was she drunk? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Seemed to, she seemed off. How cute was she? Uh, f- five. Uh-huh. Out of ten. How old was she and how was she dressed? Oh, uh, I don't remember exactly how she was dressed. It was just, there was nothing outstanding or weird about her dress. And this, you I'm going to give you some, I'm gonna 45 give, seconds. I okay. didn't really notice. I'm going to give you some she options. She was in her 30s. And I want you to tell me which was most like this chick. No, let me, let me save you some time. She's okay. some, some single Manhattan nutcase. Oh, okay, who, okay. Uh, there's no telling what she did with her time. I, but she did have a job, I guess, allegedly mm-hmm. in some sort of a creative uh, wow. thing of some sort. I don't know what it was. What a now, fucking strange thing. Now, when I say creative, thing. I mean, like, you know, like she was in the sales department of some bullshit or something, and she wasn't pretty enough for sales, really. 
But then I'll tell you what. Here's the romantic thing that, that happened. Is he one still time, have the card? Would you take it easy? No. Uh, this uh, train was. Uh, it was coming to. It was, it was the elevated train. It was in. Now this I can remember pretty clearly. It was coming up to. Uh, I guess Queensboro Plaza. So it would have been the end outside the tunnel. It's bright outside and shit like that. But it was coming to a stop, and people were swaying. Like she was swaying. She wasn't holding on. And so when it stopped. No, okay, it doesn't, no, she was, <laughs> so sorry, it was going down. That makes a big difference, because it was my right arm, and she starts to fall back, right? And she's doing that slow fall back, like, she can't stop it. You ever you ever fall down slow, and it's so weird, because you, you got have... all day to prepare for it, but you're still falling? Yeah. And so, like, I just put my hand on her back, mm-hmm. and kept her from falling down. Right. And I supported her all the way back upright again. And she looked at me like I was her daddy pushing her on a swing. Oh, shit. It was quite a moment. <laughs> really should have followed up on that. Oh, my God. Yep. Wait, has that that's happened since we've been together? No. Okay, okay, okay. What, like, what is it? I just, I ju- I, I just want to know. That's Pain all. in the ass. This guy is uh, rubbing up against this woman's ass. And so when the train pulled into the station there, because this guy was touching her buttocks, northbound train, grinding on the victim. Uh, this is according to the ADA, uh, Alariza Kaze. That's what she told the judge. And uh, when the that's train... what I perform, that's what I say after I perform a really good magic trick. Yeah. When the train pulled into the station at Lexington Avenue, I know this isn't like your project or whatever, but a little effort. Uh, pulled into the station at Lexington Avenue and East 42nd Street, and a 35-year-old woman ran to cops on the platform for him and reported the creep, and he was arrested within minutes. So the cops, vigilant, did their job, and uh, El Oshishi protested. He said he didn't touch the victim, but uh, he has a history of groping women. In 2015, he was arrested for the same offense in Midtown, the same thing. How many women do you think he's done that to that didn't say anything it's not like you catch a guy twice and he did it twice and you catch him 100 percent of the time yeah he's probably done it hundreds dozens if not hundreds yeah. of times you know so women with their they're not me tooing this guy or anything i mean they should be coming out of the woodwork right like you know he also did that to me right. that same eloshishi guy mm-hmm. eloshishi 33 where does he work it doesn't say where he works oh I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Well, just because when I think of Me Too, I think of the uh, workplace. That's why women haven't been... Well, he does it on the train, though. Coming out of the... Right, yeah. That's why yeah. they have women all over the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, hundreds. Most people don't work with hundreds of ladies. Uh, he served 20 days in jail for that one, for that first one. 20 days. What What? What a, a scummy, scummy bag. I don't know why you say that. It sounds like a real nice guy. Your Honor, this defendant is a threat to women in the subway stations. He clearly decided not to stop victimizing women, even after serving jail time. $3,000 bail. The judge granted it. And uh, that that incident is just the latest in a string of lewd subway attacks. A few weeks after Governor Cuomo said, Cuomo. What's the matter? 
Oh, I, I just, I think that guy should be chemically castrated. Really? That seems a little bit strong. No, not if you keep assaulting, if you assault that many women, because that is assault. That's two. totally fucking, well, that's I thought two. you said hundreds of women well, had been coming out. No, no. Oh, that I was your, oh, then never mind. Wow. I don't, I don't Please, agree. Please, I'm asking everybody to go back and listen to the last <laughs> few minutes and see how much I did not say that. I want you to know okay, the I don't extent s- of this I sleepy-headed incompetence <laughs> or whatever it is you've got today. The latest in a string of lewd subway attacks, it comes a few weeks after Governor Cuomo said he would support banning serial subway perverts from riding the rails. Okay. I mean, that's pretty That's maybe, pretty strong. Maybe a light chemical. He says, a, he says a few more. <laughs> just to slow him down a little bit, just one ball, castrate him, one ball. Yeah, like a splash. If you are convicted of two sexual offenses on the subway system, I fully support saying after the second conviction, you are banned from going back through the subway. Banned from subway. Good. What are you going to do then? If walk. you can't ride on the subway, you're going to walk, take a bike, take a car, they should take a also, bus. They should also ban him from city bike and, <laughs> and Uber can't. and Lyft. Yeah, he should have to stay the fuck where he is. Right. No traveling anywhere. Mm-hmm. And not let him buy shoes. No shoes for you. Yeah. Barefoot, stand still. If they really wanted to hold back Laura Loomer, that's what they would do. It wouldn't just be banning her from uh, Uber and Lyft. She's banned from Uber and Lyft? I think so, yeah. Man, so no social media. And all that because of uh, something she said something that was very similar to what Nancy Pelosi said right after that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think she does have Instagram, though. Oh, isn't that weird? It's very weird to yeah. me. Yeah, it's you very can, weird to you me. You can show pictures and whatnot, but uh, I guess it would just be a little too unanimous. It's not, I mean, like, it's not like she's Alex Jones or some evil shit like that. But, like, oh, my you, God, but you he can, had an opinion about something. But you can put really long captions on Instagram. So well, I do think they're aware of that. I don't know. You should maybe write them and tell them. You know what's a fascinating? How little... is Laura Loomer still on Instagram? Here's a fun game to play. Dear Twitter, is you find out what words are banned, and also what words are um, high risk words or code words. Like for instance, if you do a search for hashtag blue whale challenge or um your examples are so stupid always i'm sorry okay you work so hard Fuck on them just you just, that's an excellent example just because you are ignorant just tell me what about you're talking about things just tell me what you're talking about yeah why use a specific fascinating example that you can expound upon and mm. instead have it be generic sorry i um uh... This is it. I thought I would be wasting less time. This is the moment. Uh, it, it th- that's like a suicide challenge game. That that's what that is. The blue whale challenge. A lot of people are going to look it up now and find it fascinating. So it'll come up with like a help is available kind of message or anorexia, different things, all the different code terms. Mm-hmm. It comes up. So that's something to explore. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about danger and high risk words and bad words and banned words and shit. Yeah, like if you, um, there are some, there, there's a lot of ones for the anorexia community. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't remember them. Like triggering words or something? Uh, or ones that like say you're like a pro Anna girl and you go on pro Anna message boards that are like supporting each other and their eating disorder. There are different, um, or say pro anorexia. Yeah, or say in favor of anorexia. Yeah, it's women who support each other in their eating disorders. There's Thank also you. there's also like self harm communities, mm-hmm. and they have different code words. Uh, it's interesting to 
get into code words. Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you do all night. Yeah, uh, all, all night. Yeah, expected much. to appear in court again, this guy, Ella Shishi, uh, on April 11th. Now, you know, when you think about 8.6 million people in New York City, you can be sure that some will die at inconvenient times in public places. And you combine that with the fact that homeless people always in public and more than ever, they are scattered on the sidewalks, littered around America's largest city world's onlyest town, and you get stories like this one. A homeless man died on a midtown Manhattan platform, subway platform, Ugh. and the body was left sitting up and partially covered with a sheet on the platform bench long enough for commuters to take photos, but no longer. And they, they had to form a line, and like they were kind of rushed through a little bit, but they had time to take photos. Wait, so people were taking photos they were taking with photos. the dead guy? Well, yeah. Ugh. They were taking photos of the dead guy more than with the dead guy. What probably. was the big military scandal? Was it like Abu Ghraib or whatever, where mm. the guys yeah. were doing the funny, the military people were doing the funny things with the tortured people? And the dogs that were like nipping at their genitals and stuff? Yeah, I don't remember that part. That happened, yeah. And so what about that? Uh, just want to refer to just it. Humanity, <laughs> just humanity is, is, is depraved. Well, I mean, if those were a terrorist or whatever, this is just a homeless guy. 62-year-old man reported dead at around 9 a.m. I feel like that kind of dehumanization of people is why the world is so messed up today. Right. So you're on the terrorist side. Uh, a subway platform. Nancy at Pelosi, <laughs> she, she loves MS-13. Loves MS-13. Uh, <laughs> Herald Square subway station, according to police. The man's body uh, showed no signs of trauma, as reported by the New York Daily News. Did they take off his shoes? <laughs> That is hard to believe. No signs of trauma. You ever see a homeless guy's feet? They are never without signs of trauma. I used to read a homeless guy's blog, and he would always have pictures of his feet. A homeless guy's blog? Yeah. What was his name? I don't remember. It was, was it just F like, if you Google... Scott Hutchins? If you Google homeless guy blog and feet, you will hit upon whatever it was that I looked at years and years ago. Well, I mean, this guy is just like, I happen to know a homeless blogger. I've oh. had him on the show on Crime Report oh, before. Oh, that's cool. I wonder so if that was... So I'm wondering if that was... Uh, well, I'm thinking the guy Scott that I Hutchins used, is his name. Yeah, the guy who I used to read was... It was back when I was like really into Blogger and Blogspot and that whole deal. So it would have been like 2004. Oh, 2004. I doubt, it's, I doubt it's your homeless blogger. I don't know. It might be. He's been homeless an awful long time. Really? And he, and he thinks that they owe him a living because he has a theater degree. He has a... Not a theater degree, but a, a uh, like film school degree. Wow. He went to film school. God damn it. Where's mm -hmm. my job? I've applied for jobs. Oh, boy. And I guess, like, uh, you know, he goes there and he doesn't get the job. And he's like, well, that's society's fault. Damn. And, you know, I mean, that's ridiculous. But uh, the guy has, uh, you know, he, he has an interesting sort of set of What's his blog? That, I want to check it out. Uh, you know, I, that I... I it's, You'd have to look it you, up. If you look up Scott Hutchins' blog, you'll okay. you'll find whatever I was looking at. Um, it's, so, always, it's always strange to look someone up and then realize they're dead i hope that guy is alive and everything but like when i was writing my book most recently yeah yeah when I, when i was when i was writing my book the craziest thing would be just googling someone that i had had a passing you know um reporting encounter with say <laughs> like uh when when i profiled you know roger paul right the guy who manages roger paul yeah you know roger paul right he's Most not comics dead, is he? no he's fully alive he's great oh. but a client a female client who is not a comic who he used to represent she died in her 20s i just and 
those yeah. she's even less funny now than she was she wasn't a comic she was like a but that's, anyway it's mean to say though that she's not even a comic i mean no, she's trying i didn't say that okay so here's my point though is just people like that who they have a online presence it's just such a crazy thing where you can check in mm-hmm. and if you don't see them posting for a couple of years you're like oh they're probably not around if that was their if they're not if they don't have any kind of presence anywhere you just figure they gave up well a lot of times it's because they're dead they're dead i don't really come across that that often oh, okay like i don't really know now you haven't written I, I, a I, memoir I, no no i certainly haven't but you have unwifeablebook.com god damn it go get it uh the news buy of the a death. copy for your friends if you've already bought one for yourself if you liked it at all seriously <laughs> okay uh the news <laughs> of the death was spread around twitter after uh uh this uh kfc barstool also known as kevin clancy of barstool sports i tweeted a picture of the body covered with a white blanket with an unfortunate Yikes. caption which is of course quoted here the unfortunate mm. caption the worst goddamn city in the world Clancy said in the follow-up tweet uh, so I, I guess they didn't give the unfortunate one just the worst goddamn city in the world huh. in the follow-up tweet. Uh, other users also chimed in on the understandable shock at arriving at the station with a dead body sitting on a bench. Well, the thing is, it's like, that's a guy who's not taking up any space on the train. Mm-hmm. He's just taking up a seat on one of those fucking wood benches. How amazing if that guy still ended up like groping or thrusting his dick into a woman and it was like just a a twofer hat on a hat kind of crazy new york subway story they didn't even say who he uh they didn't even say who who he was they did not even the homeless guy yeah i guess they didn't want to dead name him Mm. oh my god (laughs) in the past here's how the mtas explain the process of removing the deceased it's of the utmost importance that anyone who dies in the subway is removed from tracks and public spaces like platforms as quickly as possible that seems to go without saying but that's policy, to restore service quickly and to give humane treatment to the deceased and their family. The placement and removal of bodies are handled by NYPD and the New York City Medical Examiner. And we're discussing with TWU officials how any of the current practices can be enhanced for the comfort of our workers. By the way, didn't stop the trains, didn't slow them down. Everything ran on schedule. The cops didn't even say stop the trains. We'll deal with it. Don't worry. <laughs> they just Jesus everything Christ. just kept on running. Yeah, it's probably. In, I hate to fact, say it. It's tra- a little. It's a little easier to get a dead guy off the platform mm. than a live guy. Yeah, yeah. You can just yeah. you 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 pick him up and move him, and he doesn't go like, oh, "What the fuck, man? Come on, I'm trying to sleep." Mm. Uh, we are through. Yeah. The commute is over. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with other stories of New York City crime. The update on the uh, Janine Camerata uh, murder. You know, awesome. I, I think it's a pretty interesting murder tale from down there in the Forgotten Borough. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining me, Mandy Stamm Miller. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs>